So what exactly am I doing right now? I've never done this kind of thing before. Oh, don't worry. Um, I'm going to take care of everything. I've been doing this a long time. Well, that's good. So all I have to do is read this uh, script here that you gave me? Yep, that's it. Just read the script and we'll get out of here and I'll get on my way. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, that's just Sheba. Sheba wouldn't hurt a fly, don't worry about that. Sheba's fucking huge. The thing about feeding your familiar is, feed them what they like and they'll eat it. What, do you ride that thing around? It's fucking insane. Don't worry about it. Let's get this thing done. Okay, uh, well, yeah, just read the script. It looks like your name's been marked out and my name's been written in. Yeah, that's basically what that is. Just do your best, we'll get this knocked out. You and Sheba can hang out or whatever, but I'm going on vacation. Sheba. Down, Sheba. Okay, here we go. Hey, kids, it's your old pal, Greg Knack the Sorcerer, with a few announcements. First off, if you want to take part in the show, that is, give us news stories or friend questions, you can send us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Someone will get back to you, most likely Gorag. As usual, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by Adam Snippy Jones. He will take your custom pin-on-button idea and make it a reality. All of his products are made in the USA in multiple sizes and shapes. Adam's got lots of experience and he's easy to work with. He's been in the business for 16 going on 20. To get in touch with Stimpy at LoneStarButtons.com, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call that Clawless Wolverine at 281-798-1996. Tell him Grignac sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. <laughs> Shiva 2. Now, coming to you, pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas, it's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, Gabriel Dieter and bitchin' Brennan Birch. That was great. I just wish Shiva would've, uh, is it a he or a she? Don't worry about it. I thought you were gonna go on vacation. Don't get an attitude with me. Your head is about the size of my mouth. Good point. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 75 of the original, the original? The original. Why did original come out? <clears throat> the best copy anyone could possibly hope for of an original podcast called Revenge of the World Podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm your host Gabe, and with me today is Bitchin' Brennan Birch. That whole intro was incredibly confusing. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I don't know, I, I think I'm just really freaking tired right now. Ugh. Brennan. Yeah. This podcast is specifically for stoners. Didn't you know that? Uh, well, yeah, I guess that would probably make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it made sense to them. Trust me. Okay. Well, hey, whatever works <clears throat> for you guys, man. Maybe not. God bless I'm, you. I'm a, I'm a little slow today. Uh, Ugh. Almost this 
episode almost didn't happen because I'm just so goddamn mentally tired right now. Man, I think everybody is. I think like just a combination of like the heat and just, you know, summertime life in general and then just the events of the past week. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm always talking about how like things are just kind of like, you know, getting closer and tighter on more compressed timelines and things. The world's just moving faster in general. Yeah. Well, this week, like just alone, we got uh, live stream police brutality. Mm hmm. Pokemon Go mm-hmm. and robots that kill people. Yes, all in a week. Like that—that's like three Philip K. Dick movies. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty fucking intense. Yeah, it's it's heavy. You know, I don't know what to do about it, but goddamn. Well, what can you do? I mean, <laughs> be shocked we're just, three times in a row. <laughs> we're just being attacked relentlessly by science fiction reality. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty strange. Strange times. Yeah, the, like things are just getting weirder too. Like. You know, there used to be like, you know, kind of little pockets of craziness and then things would calm down. But it's just it's just all getting weirder. And it's 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 exciting. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, a lot of shit happens that's that's negative. Every every time we do the podcast, mm-hmm. we have to cover some negative shit because we do the news. But uh, I was reading this article. I forget who put it out. Um, maybe it was the Verve or something like that. But uh, the headline was something like "The next NASA missions will blow your mind" or something like that. Yeah. But they were actually talking about the manned mission to Mars. Really. And uh, how they're going to accomplish it and what mm. the timeline is. It's not that far away. Really. You know, I, we're we're they've made some real uh progress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember you know I guess back in like the '90s or whatever, it was always you know 2080 was kind of the timeline. You know. No. No, nothing like that. Really, so it's even closer. Oh yeah, they've got the they've got the command module. Really? Yeah, it's uh the I think it's the dragon something or other. Hmm. But it's uh it's the command module that's gonna be on top of the biggest like rocket ever built. Wow! Like it's gonna take people from here to Mars, hmm. and I don't know if it's stages or what, but yeah, God, the size of it they're talking about it must it must uh continually burn all the way there yeah because it's it's massive it's gonna mm-hmm. be bigger than anything that's ever flown wow yeah it's like we're sending a aircraft carrier into orbit that's pretty i'm awesome. just kidding that's that's way bigger <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i was just instantly went straight to robotech whenever you described that <laughs> really yep uh i think it's interesting that i've always said science fiction is science future and it's interesting how many movies have come out since, I don't know, uh, Mission to Mars with Val Kilmer and right. all that? Um, it's coming so close to reality now. Like, mm-hmm. we actually have the capability to do that. Right. It's uh, strange. But, you know, to further, you know, I guess go a little further on that point, we're also starting to live in RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, the dystopian future and the, the future yeah. where, you know... It's like, it's like we're getting equal parts Mad Max and Star Trek. Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, it's crazy. There, there's got to be. It's it's a strange thought to have, but it's I can see it going either way. We're at like the top of the fence right now. Yeah, and either you're gonna fall backward onto Mad Max, or you're gonna fall forward onto setting up a colony on Mars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't see both of them happening. I don't know. I mean, I mean, just overpopulation. This whole Brexit thing, yeah, has got people legitimately scared of World War Three happening. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I've always heard the saying that if uh, world if World War Three is fought with nuclear bombs, World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Yeah, it's fucking pretty legit. Like scary mm-hmm. humanity will be thrown back into the fucking horse and buggy days. I mean, in a way, it's just it seems like we're we've been engaged in World War Three for the last twenty years, though. Yeah, and, and I, it's I, it's I, all been economic and and uh, you know the Cold War. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we've, we've been in a steady state of war, like ever since both you and I have been alive, you know, like the, the United States has not been at war, like has been at war with someone, mm-hmm. you know, forever. I mean, and well, the first, the first thing I remember was desert shield. Yeah. That was that 90. Was, that was in nine eighty nine or 90. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, pretty much the whole middle East thing kicked off. Yeah. There were a few years of, uh, you know, calm relatively but the 9-11 happened yeah i don't know didn't mean to bring down the show with some low energy stuff well i mean that's that, that really makes me think that's where we're at though that's that's where the world is yeah you know it's just it's just and i worry about the bieber fans that are going to be controlling the the planet <laughs> eventually not too long from now yeah you know? it's crazy they're they're going into college yeah it's crazy how pop culture you know i was thinking what was it i posted that uh video of it's uh annie lennox annie and lennox and david bowie covering the queen song with queen yeah uh under pressure and it made me think that and, and i actually wrote this that there are people as great as any that have ever lived mm-hmm. right now right and it's hard for me to understand how we're gonna get the Bowie and the Linux and and you know mm-hmm. Queen and Freddie Mercury, all those you know great artists. <clears throat> if they're being uh, if they're be- being brought along the timeline by Justin Bieber and Kanye stuff, <laughs> but I'm sure <clears throat> that's me looking at pop culture. You yeah. know, that's not that's not everything else. Yeah, that's just you know well the majority of stuff. I mean the the world that bred you know David Bowie and Queen and all those other things like that industry is gone. It was know? a completely different landscape. Oh, absolutely. But who the minds are there? It's just how do you cultivate that into being something that people are going to go crazy over? You know? Yeah. Um. Instead of like a manufactured per, uh pop star, you know? Yeah. It's just weird. It, it is. I mean, I don't know. It feels like you know. It feels like the music industry is in a lot of ways on its last legs and like they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know, I think it's been really formulaic since the 80s, how to to shape people's perception. Right. Of of one person or a group Mm. and just get that machine, you know, greased up and working perfectly to where you can't help yourself but fucking be interested in this. Right. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I I do know that I'm burning up right now, and I'm going to pause this thing. Yeah, it's really hot in here. <laughs> so what are we going to do about it, Brennan? What are we going to do about it? I just turned down the AC, so we're going to be just fine in here. All right, sounds good. Don't worry, people. So <clears throat> this is our 75th podcast, dude. Yeah. You were there from the very beginning. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I found the first episode. Did you? Yeah. Where was it? I have it. I have it on my uh, Mac at home. Oh no shit! Wow. Yeah, it sounds like garbage. Really? <laughs> it's bad. Oh wow! I mean, it's just, it's just really low, and there's like you can hear like just like what sounds like someone blowing directly into a microphone, but it's probably an AC. Wow. <laughs> it's 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 pretty rough, and like we lost half of uh, the interview. 
So remember uh, whenever we had Lisa in the other day, she mm-hmm. was talking about you know how she played guitar and sang or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, we lost that half of the recording. Oh wow, yeah, perfect. So, so like yeah, her, her section was like twenty five minutes long, and we also had uh, Jay Schneider on as well. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was pretty interesting. It's funny to listen to it. I want to hear that. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll bring it in. Cool. <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, clip out some outtakes. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have anything to be embarrassed about. I'm not on. I know it, so. you weren't even on it. You were no. just running the technical yeah. problems <laughs> uh, i was just blowing into the microphone <laughs> yeah it was pretty weird it was funny to listen to it so recording that i'm sure you had no idea that you'd be 50 percent of the show I, I, yeah I, I i really had no like i guess i didn't really have any intention uh-huh. on like really being a part of it it just kind of happened that way neither did i <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm i mean man i'm really surprised it's, it's gone this long to be honest yeah. but you know i guess People keep listening to it. We have to keep making it, right? It's fun. Yeah. I, I've i I've had a great time doing this, especially with, you know, the the guests that have come in, but not, not just that, but like, you know, we have good times every time we hang out. You yeah, know? definitely. It's uh Which is weird because if you listen to the show, we sound like the most miserable people ever. <laughs> but uh last night we had a uh, <laughs> a UFC party at my house. It was it was me party <laughs> brennan and thomason uh had a good time it yeah fun. yeah i mean aside from like maybe drinking a, a lot too much uh-huh yeah it was a good time but i mean that, that wasn't really the ufc party's fault i was just kind of day drinking all day i was uh <laughs> did you did you have a shower beer um well honestly i didn't have a shower yesterday but... oh man <laughs> you rowdy bastard yeah i just i got too into the painting man it was it was happening oh so. that's cool yeah it was, i can I, understand i got that. a lot of work done and pretty cool I'm, I'm pretty excited about what i'm doing right now dude i stayed up till four in the morning yeah you st- and, oh man and i was just lonely just wasn't oh, home man. so i was just like <laughs> hanging out by myself that's sad uh um tossing and turning <laughs> with the light on trying to quiet myself yeah like uh whenever i was driving home from your house last night it was probably about it was about one i guess 12 30 one o'clock about like right round about and uh i i I'm one of those idiots that started playing Pokemon Go. Uh-huh. And as I was driving by that park, like that, that that park in your neighborhood, like apparently there's a bunch of Pokemon in that field out there. What? <laughs> and like my phone buzzed and I was like, uh, I don't know if I should go get those or not. <laughs> Cause it was like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning in, in Pasadena, in a field in Pasadena. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up not stopping, <laughs> but wow. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I might swing by there on the way. Uh, I learned a fun fact about Pasadena. Uh, the today like right before the show really before you came over um in between the 40s and the 70s Mm -hmm. uh so much groundwater was pumped out of the pasadena area like the surrounding 1400 miles yeah that uh pasadena and and baytown sunk six feet what because so much groundwater was used in the chemical plants wow and it that's it couldn't be replaced fast enough yeah yeah, that's six feet. crazy. So if you live in Pasadena and you're wondering why your street's always flooded, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you dig a dig a hole in your backyard to bury a pet and water comes out, uh, <laughs> it's because you're six feet lower on the in the sea level Man, water table. That's crazy. Yep. Fun hmm. fun fact. Yeah. So 
I'm curious to ask you this. Uh, has anyone ever given you any tips on the show? Tips like, on the show? Like, like talk to you about the show and been like, that, that's cool, but you could do this instead or something like that? Not really. I mean, really? I don't know. I mean, uh, any feedback that I've gotten on the show has always been pretty positive. Yeah. You know, or like, you know, yeah, I think that's, I, I really haven't had any negative interactions yet, which is kind of weird. I was, I, was, I would really expect someone to at least completely disagree with at least one thing that we've said. Oh, I've had, <laughs> I've had people tell me. I haven't had any conversations with anybody like, I mean, you and I have had some talks about some stuff, uh-huh. but like, as far as like outside people, no. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. What about you? No, I've gotten, I've gotten quite a bit of feedback on, on stuff and yeah, actually I've, I've implemented quite a bit of it and uh, I think it's helped the show a lot Yeah, and it's helped it progress. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if I should even be saying this. No, say it. But uh, You have to say it now. <laughs> It's like, just enjoy the show, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to critique everything. It's like... It's the I'm internet, not, man. Everybody's not, got a voice. <laughs> I'm not Universal Pictures, you know? Don't don't bash on my creative endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> Who was bashing on it? <laughs> no, no, nobody was was bashing on it. But you know how people are online. They're, yeah, they're they, terrible. They always have something to say. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> I, I appreciate the attention that you give the show and... Uh, <laughs> I will absorb your input as, you know, somebody unaware of the things I can do to a skull. I'm just kidding. No, you know, we have limitations here. We're not fucking Disney. We can't do everything we want. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) R-O-T-W podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns. Man, I I don't know. I I don't really care. (laughs) <laughs> about anything no i don't anybody, care either yeah. i mean i i have to pay attention because you know what if what if this sucks i want to know about it you know uh and uh just trying to do the best we can here <laughs> i don't know there's something it feels like there's something weird like your feelings are hurt about something <laughs> no no not okay. at all no no i don't want to give that off at all yeah it's just uh i'm it's uh i'm a graphic designer yeah. you know by trade so I'm used to receiving, uh, criti- you know, criticism. Yeah. And whether it's you know positive or negative, mm. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because if something's not right, then I just have to change it. Yeah. I'm used to that. You yeah. know, I don't care if you know your taste sucks. Mm. And I'm not talking about the listeners. I'm talking about you know just dealing with uh, small struggles in life, no matter what they are. Yeah. I don't overreact to things, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, I feel like I'm overreacting even talking about it right now. But, uh, yeah, I don't let it affect me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do what we're going to do. But I'm going to do what I'm going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um. Anyway. I don't know. Let's ask some of our listeners. They seem to be new. They seem to understand all of your crazy things that you say. Episode so. 75. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked about getting this far. Yeah. Uh, You got anything going on, Brennan? Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of crazy things. Uh, started selling some shirts on the internet. Well, oh yeah, let's yeah. let's plug that. Uh, yeah, it's uh the white crypt at on dot dot com. I'm just making shirts and stuff, and I don't know. It's fun. Uh, it's been really interesting. Just trying to do something. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's it's very eye opening. Mm-hmm. You know, like just having to like interact with people in that sort of context is really weird. Yeah, you know, because I mean, whenever I don't know, I'm. I'm not sure what I'm talking about right now. I'm honestly not sure what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh 
man, my brain just melted. Buying and selling <laughs> online? Yeah, buying and selling is like really, I don't know, just having to, I'm very uncomfortable with interacting with the commerce end of art. Yes. You know? Yeah. So kind of forcing myself to do that has been really eye-opening, you know? It's, uh, it's interesting because it's not like you're begging for someone to please buy your shit. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, whatever your goal might be. But it is interesting to put yourself out there and whether they buy it or not is a review of what you're yeah, doing. It's like a mark of success. Yes. So that's it's, been. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, just my experience doing art shows and stuff. Mm. You know, I've sold a lot of art, but I also have a lot of art left over. Yeah. The stuff that I have left over in my eyes is just as good as the stuff that sold, mm. but it didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. That is interesting. Because how do you, how do you market that? You yeah. can't really. It, it's like a song, you know? Yeah. Some people will like it. Some people won't. Right. It's just a weird thing. Yeah. So you're selling t-shirts? Yeah, for now. Uh, You've got what two designs yeah i've got like two designs on like threadless but like i'm thinking about not using threadless because i would rather sell them cheaper you know because like uh, like for what they mark up to make stuff for the artless for like the you know artist shops or whatever it's almost like you have to charge an unreasonable amount of money to even make make it worth your effort yeah because i mean they're charging like 15 bucks just to make the shirt you know wow yeah oh so they're they're, they're a printer. Yeah, they, they print and like they're doing like uh they do the like you know distribution. So like all the mailing is handled. I forgot about that. And so you're just the designer. You basically and they're paying you a commission yeah, for everything you it's like you for sell. every everything you sell, like you, you can mark your price up wherever you want it. You know, so like it's like their base price of fifteen bucks. That's not a bad gig. I mean it is, but it isn't. Because like, I don't know. I people whenever people are looking at stuff online, like uh-huh. to buy a shirt. You know, when you see that a t-shirt costs $25, yeah. you know, or even $20, that's kind of a lot. But, you know, whenever you, if you were to take that out of their hands, like as far as like making it and, you know, doing everything in-house yourself, you would have to put an initial, initial investment on your own, mm-hmm. but you could also sell it at a lower price point and make a higher profit. Right. Like you could make a shirt for $5 yourself. Yes. And sell it for 15 and make $10. Yes. So it, it just makes more sense. But... But you also don't have like you, you're actually I mean, there's a couple different ways to look at it. Yeah. They're taking all of the all of the risk for you. Right. They are doing all the work for you. Yeah. Uh you're really only supplying the idea. Yeah. Um, as a person that has made shirts before, it's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Uh it's time consuming. It's uh you fuck up a lot. Mm-hmm. I do at least. Yeah. It's not emotionally it kicks my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just because, you know, I, I don't do it enough to be great at it. Right. I just kind of, you know, squeak by Mm. with my past experience. Right. And, um, a lot of t-shirts go in the trash or in the, the rag pile, you know? Mm. So that's a little, that's a little bit of a problem, (laughs) but I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Like, I don't know. I, I like making stuff. Yeah. You know? So I, I think I would rather just take on a little bit of financial risk, do it myself. And, you know, well, the thing I noticed and I was actually talking to Renee about this uh, last week was when you're making your own shirt and you don't have a screen printing studio Mm -hmm. like set up for that and you're just using equipment that you might have. Yeah. um, It's so much easier to use one color on a color T-shirt. Yeah. Than uh, screen printing multiple layers of ink that, Mm -hmm. you know, you have one fuck up on your place on your uh trapping yeah 
and you're you're fucked, you know? Right. Uh, unless you notice the mistake, which you probably should. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was talking to Renee, and I was thinking, my favorite shirt from when I was a kid, going to comic shops, there was a comic shop called uh, Third Planet yeah. on 59. And what stuck in my head about their t-shirts was it was just black on red on a red t-shirt black ink on a red t-shirt yeah it's really like 80s sci-fi fantasy uh art yeah i remember the shirts it was badass yeah it was perfectly acceptable to have black ink on a colored shirt Mm -hmm. and i don't know why the bars set so high with you know 12 16 colors yeah you know it's beautiful for an illustration to be that many colors, but it's so labor intensive. If you're going to do it yourself, I don't think it's worth it. Oh yeah, as a DIY thing, it's a that's ridiculous. But you know, I'm also not going to do that. Right. <laughs> There's no way that I'm going because I mean, I, I like you know. And those are the shirts that should be twenty five bucks. Right. Know? Yeah. I mean, if, if you if you like want to go somewhere and get like a digitally printed thing, you know, or like what, I forgot the name of that printing where it's just like kind of like I don't heat, know heat pressed or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. But like, yeah, whenever, whenever, if it's something that's like a little more complicated. Iron on transfers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know what I mean? Just like if, yeah. if for something more complicated, yeah, you know, charge more money for that because you have to get that made. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I think that a lot of what I like and a lot of my taste and stuff that I design and what I want to do, I could probably just do myself. So see, you're doing some sat- satirical stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to stick to the design of making fun of. Yeah of the subject yeah you know so you kind of have to you kind of have to do like a pro screen printing job exactly yeah so i mean for for certain things yes but for certain things no i mean because it's i feel like what i'm doing is very specific yeah so and i think it'll be kind of case by case but i don't want to use threadless exclusively right yeah no you can i mean there's there's screen printing shops in houston that that don't charge a ton of money yeah i've actually been kind of looking into some of those and i think and kind of lining it up in my head. Just got to figure out the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That initial investment, um, uh, a friend of mine said I could get around that by taking pre-orders mm-hmm. and that's not a bad idea, but I like having stuff in hand when I accept money for it. It's yeah. Just, it's just better. I feel more responsible that way. And you know, the pressure isn't there to deliver. Right. Uh, cause if I, f- if, you know, if I fail at it, it's just, you know, my own money that I fucked up mm-hmm. instead of somebody else's. Yeah. But anything else going on? Any, any more ghost action? Not yet. Uh, <laughs> we did, we did do a recording. We did. And, uh, I thought we were going to, uh, release it for this episode. I'm not sure. Uh, we have to go through it and I probably won't be done with that by Monday. So yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look for it. Episode 77. Maybe <laughs> if anything comes out of it, if not, it might just be some dorks talking to nothing. Yeah. Um, well, we could always like, you know, use the computer and fake something. I mean, why not? God damn it, Brennan. Let's, Why'd you have to say that? It, I mean, yeah, this, this could all just be an, an elaborate lie. Like well, I, I could just be lying about this just cause I want to have something to talk about on the show. I'm, I'm cutting all of you this. You never out. know. I'm cutting all of this. Out. Um, anything else going on? Mm, no. Um, later this month, uh, just so you can be looking forward to it and checking out earlier episodes, Brennan and I are going to make an appearance on the Relationship Podcast with o- Oha Lopez and Stacy Daniels. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's going to be pretty badass. You know, uh, I should probably save this for their show, but what the hell, right? Uh, whenever I started listening to it, uh, 
they you know they had a good show from the very beginning yeah and uh i learned so much about you know how you know they thought as women and stuff like that yeah and uh which i'm you know partially alien to uh and i was thinking good god if they're if they're talking this crazy shit at the very beginning of their podcast <laughs> uh are we gonna be talking to like two female gg allens by the time we get there <laughs> uh if only we were so lucky because you know they're they're good just gonna ramp up the uh the openness about stuff yeah they they they're that's one thing that i really like about their show is they're they're just like going for it it's rad like i get scared i get (laughs) i get nervous for them sometimes and Ah. i'm super nervous about going on to their show well here's the thing is like um i mean i don't know oha as well as i know stacy but i mean that's just who stacy is yeah (laughs) like so that's that's actually one thing that's really rad about their show is that that's just who they are yeah you know it's not any pretense it's not any you know performance that's them as people right so that's cool yeah um very excited if you want to check them out just look them up they're on soundcloud and whatever wherever fine podcasts are listened to um what do you think brennan you want to go into some news yeah We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Hey, so something I forgot to ask you about was uh, your you accused Taco Bell of participating in the war on the middle class. <laughs> Do you remember that post from earlier this week? Was that that wasn't this week? It was was it? It was a couple weeks ago, I think. Nah, but you were you were complaining about the past prices versus today's price. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I I I just remember five dollars at Taco Bell going a lot farther. Yeah, just doesn't anymore. I don't even think bean burritos are sixty nine cents. No, bean burritos are like a dollar fifty nine now. Jesus Christ! Like with and they're smaller. No improvement to the ingredients. Nothing. Just straight inflation. Um. my friend Mike Todd has been screaming conspiracy about the prices at the uh, supermarket uh-huh. uh, going going up or yeah. staying the same, but the amount of product getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Like if you buy a laundry detergent, yeah, which you were paying I don't know fourteen bucks for, yeah, and now you get a smaller amount for the same price. Hmm. So maybe Taco Bell's following suit. Maybe just shit's getting more expensive. Well, yeah, things are definitely more expensive. I mean, there's that's clearly you you can graph inflation and wages are not rising. So eventually, no one's going to be able to afford anything. Thanks, Bernie. You fucked everybody. <laughs> uh, so we'll just go ahead and start on the worst story of this episode, mm. dealing with uh, another mass shooting in Dallas, but the victims instead of you know, just normal people were actually uh, police officers. Yeah. And uh, 11 cops got sh- shot and five got killed um, at a Black Lives Matter rally. So, Which in itself was a response to two other shootings of African-Americans yes. in, within a week that were on video. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's strange that this didn't happen in the city or the cities where it's a real problem. Because it's a it's a problem. It's a problem everywhere. everywhere. And instead of the response being towards the people that were guilty, mm-hmm. the response was towards police in general. A whole group of people where a few bad apples exist. 
not sure I understand what you're saying. I mean, cops were targeted because of a few cops, you know, a whole group of cops that were, you know, uh, present at this BLM rally, uh, mm-hmm. got it taken out on them, you know? Right. Uh, I don't condone that. I know, you know, this shows pretty tough on police brutality, but I really don't blame all cops for that kind of behavior, you know? I don't blame them for, you know, obviously all cops are not doing this. Right. But I think that there is some accountability to be held to them for creating a culture wherein whenever a police officer does something messed up like this, they circle the wagons and they immediately protect the officer. Yes. And I think that this whole, you know, I think, you know, paid leave, you know, during during, during a situation, especially like we have a, a police a shooting on video that is, you know, I don't know, it's, it's not clear you know, what happened. I mean, from what it looks like, you know, a, you know, like with the shooting in Louisiana, there were two officers on top of this guy and then they shot him in the chest. Yes. Like, I don't think that, you know, that part, I don't think they should immediately jump to protect these guys, like without any evidence, uh, without any evidence that it was even a clean shooting, you know? Right. And it's like, every time this happens, you know, the police, they, they you know, they, they protect their own, you know? And I understand, you know, whenever you have a job that is as dangerous as that, you know, you, a certain brotherhood is formed. The same thing happens in the military. Mm-hmm. But also when in the military, whenever somebody does something that vo- violates the rules of engagement or, you know, uniform code, mil- uh, uniform code of military justice, it's pretty zero tolerance, you know? Yeah. Like we don't put up with the bad apples, <laughs> you know, the, the bad apples get thrown out of the barrel. You know? I don't know why. Uh, I know this is a really childish uh, response, but they should just have a cop jail, cop prison where because I know. Part of the problem with convicting police officers is they become targets when they go to prison. So why not just give them a facility and fucking start locking these fuckers up for the bad shit that's going on? I mean, it's overly simplistic, but and it's probably not, you know, looking at the problem mm. in a in the correct way for what we're talking about. But, well, you know, people in rival gangs, it's taking so fucking long to move forward on this shit. It is. I mean, from 1960, uh, when, you know, Martin Luther King was marching and they were, you know, police only act because that's the policy that's been, you know, uh, taken down to them, you know, from from above them. So I think you I think the responsibility for this can't just lay on the cops. It, It should be laid on, you know, everybody on up to the governor of each of these states, you know, because they dictate the policy where, that keeps social order, you know? Hmm. Um, I, I don't know that, you know, I don't know that, you know, the, the way that I'm struggling here, I'm not sure that the treatment that a lot of black people receive from police officers, you know, is coming from on high. I think it's coming from within police culture. Yes. You know, and, but if you want to change the way cops behave, that's got to come from the top. I agree. I mean, you have to write and you, you have to make examples of these cops that do the wrong thing. They have to be exactly. punished. They have to be punished. Just like any civilian that would, would do something really bad like right. that. And, you, you know, whether it's a mistake or on purpose, mm. people still get punished for that. Right. I mean, murder is murder. Manslaughter is manslaughter. Uh, you're still doing jail time. Right. Um, case in point... Um, shitbag lieutenant governor dan patrick of Mm -hmm. texas uh was pretty shitty about the situation uh he was i don't know kind of jeering at black lives matter for running away from the gunfire (laughs) 
That is the, the most situation. idiotic thing. I mean, not it's not just idiotic. It's it's Donald Trump like uh, it's, statements. You it's know, straight racism. <laughs> you don't you don't say that kind of shit when you're in a position of power. You have a responsibility to the citizens under your your care and right. those black people that I mean that you're talking shit about. Right? Are your citizens? That guy should be fucking beaten. <laughs> he definitely shouldn't be in a position of power, like no. dictating policy in in any stretch. I don't know, man. Where I come from, Pasadena, Texas, you take a guy out back like that <laughs> and you teach him to keep his fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Let's tar and feather Dan Patrick. <laughs> people voted for him. Yeah. A lot of people voted for him. Yep. You know, people continue to vote for these people. Um, another point to the story is for the first time ever, this a suspect was killed using a detonated robot. Yeah. I mean, that is some sci-fi dystopian. Mm-hmm. So now now we have escape a escape pre- from New York shit, you know? We have a precedent for using drones on American citizens on American soil now. Yes. So um that exists. Uh we have uh a person who committed a crime not being given due process. That exists. <laughs> and but he killed cops, so the yeah. cops deserve to get bloodthirsty vengeance right and used a bomb to blow him up oh my god it's it's fucking crazy i mean this is like this is like dirty hairy shit yeah. you know i mean if you have the technology to get you know a small you know vehicle into like into where this guy's at to blow him up you also have the same technology to where you could get something in there to gas him and just have a SWAT team take him. Yeah, I can understand their reluctance to put themselves in danger, but you can't go around being judge, jury, and execution. Yeah, You're, we don't live in Judge, judge dread. dread. Thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I think they overstepped their uh, I mean, jurisdiction. I don't know what that's called. They, they, they overstepped their power. Uh, by just killing this guy, yeah. I, I understand. Okay, I understand. You know, if he was actively he, shooting, exactly, yes, and a sniper had him dead to rights, that's yeah. one thing. But this guy was holed up in a building, and they, they were, just took him out with a yeah, basically a grenade on a on a radio controlled car. Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, they they were engaged in negotiations with him. Yeah, and they weren't going anywhere. They weren't going anywhere. So yeah. So, and there's already conspiracies about that, right? Because right. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't wait him out. Yeah. They just took him out. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are you hearing on? Well, what I heard was that Reddit. the guy, well, it wasn't Reddit, but. What was it? Just, uh, it was just something on Facebook. Oh, okay. um, I think it might've come from 4chan actually. Oh. So this, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt. Um, just the idea that the guy was blown up by a bomb and they found his ID. Oh, really? You know? Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't even know if that's a fact or not. Do they have his body? Well, I mean, I imagine so at this point. You imagine so. Have you seen it? Have no, I haven't pictures? seen it. No, I don't, I don't look for shit like that. <laughs> but part of a dystopian nightmare is yeah. you can't really trust anything. Yeah. The, the only thing that I found on the guy is like a fake Facebook. But, I mean, like, it, it, it's only existed for a few days. And, you know, he was... Uh, like posting like there was like a bunch of posts of like things about the attack it was like really lazily done so i mean if they're gonna it was obviously wasn't a hoax you know it was just somebody yeah some random person decided for whatever crazy reason to make a fake facebook account for this guy yeah that's weird yeah people are people are freaking ghouls <laughs> people are yeah yeah that's a good way to describe it. ghouls yeah they uh are we ghouls for covering this and not no. talking about football no um yeah i don't know I don't think so. I don't think so either. We're just trying to get shit out there. 
Um, I don't know. You got anything else on that story? No, it's just it's it's really the whole it's it's just gross from every angle, you know. Well, there there has been some positive stuff. Uh, oddly enough, and I don't I don't mean that in a bad way, but uh, Snoop Dogg came out and was starting like this uh, community outreach for the police, mm-hmm. and uh, seemed he he was really positive about it. Yeah, uh, everything he was saying was was pretty legit. You know about how if. If the situation's going to get better, there has to be a dialogue between those communities and the police, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's true. That's, that is true. That's pretty basic. Um, I don't know. Good, good dude, that Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and I've seen other, other movements around the country uh, doing the same thing. Mm. I think what it boils down to is like, you know, nobody thinks that a bunch of people should get brutalized and killed. And, you know, that, that's just human nature. You know, you shouldn't want that. But the fact of the matter is, you know, that's what we have right now. You know, we're 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 in a really dark, ugly place, and you know, it, it's it's going to be it's it's come down to where we're gonna have to make a decision. We have to you know change, or it's just going to get worse. You know, things have to change. Yeah. Um. Do you think the police is too is overly militarized? Absolutely. Um. I mean, because you know that that's that's what people are having to face right now. You know, the police have better military grade equipment than anything I ever saw in the desert right now. Really? Yeah. Like the vehicles, the weapons, the armor, it's all way better than people, than the things that people had in forward deployed environments in Afghanistan. Huh. It's all like nice and well kept and, you know, it's... Well, it, it's surplus and they don't have to use it. Exactly. I mean, they, they're just, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's just... Well, not only is the equipment there, but you're mixing regular civilians that have gone through police training mm-hmm. with, you know, former military that have been deployed several times sometimes right and they're i don't know if they share the same attitude towards policing the street you know yeah uh there's just there's a mentality that the that the civilian population is the enemy rather than being the community that's being served right and you know that's that's that goes back to what i was talking to you about there just has to be there have to be massive changes in police culture yes you know there's just there's too much you know covering up and you know circle in the wagons when things go bad mm-hmm. you know it's just there's no accountability because the people you know who are responsible for our safety are you know given military grade weaponry and impunity by the by the law to do whatever they need to do you know and, and most times they're severely undertrained oh yeah on that equipment and when and when not to use it exactly they're just excited to use it you know it's, it's pretty nuts man it is it's like uh fuck man i don't know i don't know where to go with this but uh it'd be interesting to to do a show on police culture and where it's come from and where it's going hmm. um maybe not maybe that's too much of a drag so let's <laughs> let's hate on hillary for a second uh <laughs> that always picks it up <laughs> have you seen the fucking uh ads that trump has been running against hillary no they're fucking hardcore oh yeah um i think they were stolen from a white supremacist website no 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 no. (laughs) from like uh i want to say like the daily show or something like that Mm -hmm. but the cut that it it went between it cut between two um i guess they were in committee in front of congress or maybe during an interview or something but it cut between what hillary said happened with her server and emails to what the fbi uh was it the director or yeah yeah 
uh, Comey. Comey, yeah. He what his test uh, what he testified as being true were completely opposite. Hmm. So everything she said switched to what Comey said, and yeah. it was point for point switching back and forth. It was fucking brutal. Yeah, like and this Sorry. the election hasn't even started yet. You know. Yeah. Um. I know. Hillary, ha- I mean, Hillary has, n- neither one of them, <laughs> neither one of them have been nominated yet. Right. But it's just crazy that Hillary is going to be, there's there's going to be so much anti-Hillary propaganda as soon as she's confirmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she's possibly going to combat that. Um. Well, she's running against Donald Trump. I don't think it really matters because he, he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth and, right. you know. But... It's one thing to have propaganda against someone that's unapologetic for it Mm. rather than propaganda against someone that's lied because those lies are are brought into the light with truth. And it's just so much more impactful, I think. And I mean, I think that that would be viable if it wasn't coming from Donald Trump. You know, like he just everything that's come out of that man's mouth has been absolute dog shit. Yeah. You know, no, I don't I don't think it's. It's it's not going to be a war of who's better. It's going to be a war of who's worse. Yeah, and I I don't I don't know who's worse. I uh, think it's going to confuse enough voters to where there's going to be a very low voter turnout, and it's just going to be a dog a dog shit show. Yeah, you know, pretty much, which it has been from the very beginning. Oh yeah, but now it's going to be like it's going to be so deep in the mud slinging. Mm-hmm. It's going to be ridiculous. It's Jerry Springer. That's, yeah, that's, basically. That's what we got going on. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, also, uh, I read an article that Gus, uh, Gussifer, the hacker, yeah. actually lied. He didn't He didn't hack uh, Hillary's server <laughs> after all. And it Never was, trust a hacker. It was being kept a secret um, that uh, the FBI already knew. Yeah. They were just trying to uh, flush him out, I guess. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yep. Pretty nuts. Yeah. Like, I feel like three quarters of every reported hack hacking, you know, that comes out is always garbage. Really? It's very rarely, like, anything substantive. And if it is, it's like, the information is almost never, like, useful. Hmm. You know? It's just, I don't know. It's a bunch of kids playing. Most hacking is just a bunch of kids playing. Really? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. A bunch of kids, sense. you know, downloading little packets of scripts and stuff and trying to trying to play hackers, you know? <laughs> well, everything in the government uh, seems pretty unsecure anyway. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Where do we go from here? We got a we got uh, Pokemon Go stories uh, yeah. <laughs> in the news. Um, somebody was searching for a Pokemon near the river yeah. and found a dead body. Found a dead body. <laughs> that That is one of the most horrific stories. I mean... What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, from a personal standpoint, to be like up in the clouds with happiness, yeah. sur- you know, you're having fun, you know, in the night looking for a Pokemon. Yeah. And the worst thing that could possibly happen happens and you find a fucking bloated rotting corpse in the water i don't know i think it, it could be could have been worse she could have found a serial killer <laughs> oh that's true but i mean but yeah i mean like as far as like a good time going to a bad time that's pretty yeah, drastic like imagine just being a gamer a person that stays inside a lot and then you finally get a game to get you out into the world <laughs> the first thing you find is a dead body <laughs> Oh man! What a bummer! Yeah, that's that uh, sucks. let's see. Then there was that other guy that uh, stopped traffic on the freeway. 
Did you oh hear about that? Oh my god, that wreck looks yeah. terrible. Stop traffic to try to catch a Pikachu on the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> Caused a huge accident. And now he's going to prison. He's going to prison? No, I don't oh. know. He's probably going to have charges against him. Man. <laughs> Hope it was worth it. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, CJ Menard, uh, had a run-in with the law. Yeah. Trying to find a Pokemon. Yeah, him and uh, his his buddy Victor were uh, in Dayton. And they were, at, they were at this guy's house, and then they saw one pop up across the street in a vacant field. So they, they hop across, they go across the street, they're kind of hanging out and looking for it or whatever. Cop rolls up on them. It's like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, kind of, what are you doing? And they sort of sheepishly Fuck explain. Fuck you, Johnny Law! <laughs> they just kind of sheepishly explain that they're looking for Pokemon. And then, because it's CJ and he has insane luck, the cop says... Oh, yeah, I downloaded that earlier. I haven't tried to play it yet, though. Have a good time. <laughs> just drove and just, just kind of, yeah, you know, talk to him for a second and took off. Yeah, he could have run into uh, Marion Cobretti, but instead he ran into Barney Fife. <laughs> good well, luck, Dayton CJ. cops. Good luck. Yeah, man, jeez. I mean, if that had been me, like, we all would have been tased. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> we w- we would have been tased and... Uh, dragged into the river yeah and uh found later by another pokemon searcher right um let's see the best news i've ever read about a mummy movie oh man (laughs) tom cruise in 2017 is going to be involved in a movie about the mummy (laughs) you know why i'm happy about that i'm curious (laughs) because tom cruise doesn't do any bullshit the worst movie i've seen him do was that uh that one with cameron diaz uh, mm. night something something nights uh i i know what you're talking is day for night day and day and oh night? yeah yeah something D- like that? day and night something D- like that something like that anyway that movie was shit but every fucking thing else tom cruise has ever done i haven't been disappointed with i think you're giving way too much love to jerry Maguire right now but <laughs> yeah but that's not your kind of movie it's yeah. not my kind of movie either but i re- i recognize that you know it was pretty quality for the time what was that um, minority reports kind of bad if you watch it now but back then it was pretty solid right i mean like the little some of the computer like effects were cool but as far as a movie it wasn't very good mm. it's a bad i'll be, adaptation con- I'll of- be contacting spielberg's people <laughs> and looking for a new co-host <laughs> uh that's all i got for the news buddy yeah least we got that taco bell story covered yeah guess we did your thoughts on that (laughs) um we got any friend questions let's check all right i've got a, a friend question from katie mitchell that says define friend questions uh well katie friend questions are pretty general like it can be anything. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about how your day was, how work is. I don't want to hear about you know the weather or just bullshit small talk. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you really want to talk about. You know. Well, you know what? Like she's been a guest on the show, hasn't she? She has. So yeah. she should know what a friend question is. Oh, I'm sure she was just asking yeah. to ask, but just uh, you know, <laughs> we offer advice on dating, big life decisions, versus scenarios, finances, conspiracies, the future, movies, fighting, chivalry, cooking, etc. <laughs> so if you want to know basically anything or just want to give us a fun topic to talk about for a couple minutes, uh, that's what Friend Questions is. Brennan, you got one? Yeah, this is uh, comes from a listener, Zachary Robinson. 
And he asks, what do you think death is going to be like? Ooh, well, um, according to some, it you're going to travel over a rainbow bridge. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. If I... your spirit is good enough and you've acted bravely in life, you might go to a little place called Valhalla. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Brennan? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, if I'm giving a serious answer, uh, it's really tough because there's a part of me that believes, you know, that, you know, the lights go out, consciousness is gone, you're done. You mm-hmm. know, that, that's that's the realist in me. But, you know, as I've gotten older, and I don't think it's so much out of, like, a fear of mortality as it is, like, maybe just trying to, like, open my mind to possibility. I mean, I think, you know, your consciousness or, you know, whatever it is that makes you, you has to go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't, Energy never goes away. It exactly, yeah. It changes shape. Yeah, so I mean, you know, is, is there like memory in that energy? Is there, it's, it's getting into like things that I don't really understand. See, 10 years ago, this would have shocked me coming out of you because you were a devout atheist. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. But you know, this kind of, uh, this kind of ties in for me personally uh, with the simulation theory. Yeah. <laughs> because when you die and your physical existence ceases to be, mm. um, you might just wake up somewhere else. That's true. Entirely. I mean, like, I don't know, like consciousness is just really, it's, it's just subjective and it's bizarre. And, you know, and what we know about the world that we live in is just always changing. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just These are uncertain times, people. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Spiritually and every other way. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Rodriguez asks if you if you have not already covered it did you watch the testimony of comey what did you think um i didn't have to because it was cut into tiny sound bites for me and uh <laughs> fed to me by donald trump oh, God. <laughs> so why look into it for myself mike <laughs> God. <laughs> can you sense the sarcasm in that yeah I, short I, answer no i didn't look at it i didn't watch it either i there was a lot going on last week. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Been busy. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, Mike Juarez asks, how soon until we hear about Pokemon Go related deaths and how will the headlines read? <laughs> That's kind of already started. I mean, yeah. I don't, not, not deaths necessarily, but like, you know, people are getting guns pulled on them. Like, you know, like, because you're essentially going into people's yards for real. Yeah. To chase video game characters. <laughs> but I think uh, somebody's going to swerve. When they're on their phone yeah. driving on the freeway, it's it's gonna get worse gonna, before it gets better. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna die. I don't think that like they were really thinking their way through this. Whatever. <laughs> it's interesting. It, it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be a cultural thing, you know. Yeah. Like people are either gonna stay level headed about it, or people are gonna get into trouble. And I, I think I think this is just gonna be really interesting because this is going to set the precedent for you know what's going to happen in the future of gaming because you know this is like the first big augmented reality thing that a lot of people have participated in you know right. so I mean depending on how well this goes you know what we're going to see in the future is going to be way more than this because this is just with our phones right now right I mean you know we have VR coming online and you know people are using that you know more and more and it's gonna get crazy science fiction future man yep it's coming uh, James Lenars asks. If you had to kill a dear friend in order to win $250 million, which friend would you kill? Second question, in a tub full of KY, who would win the three-way match? Gabriel Dieter or Mike Rodriguez or Brennan Birch? I think these two questions are tied together. That's kind of how I took it when I read it. 
Because if we had to wrestle in a tub of KY, which is already humiliating, yeah, one of us has to die. <laughs> yeah, and there better be $250 million at the end of it for the winner. <laughs> yeah, pay up, James. Yeah, so, huh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Mike's going down on this. <laughs> I, I, I was actually going to say that you and I need to gang up and kill Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are the primary host and co-host. This so, is so uh, mean. <laughs> we got to get that part-timer. Cut sorry, sorry, Mike. Uh, 250 G- million. Million. Oh, God. It's yeah. not even grand. You have no chance, Mike. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Love you. Love you. Gonna buy some flowers for your grave. <laughs> But uh, you're going down. You might you might have to suffocate on some KY <laughs> again. So <laughs> so yeah, with, I guess that just leaves you and me. Hmm. I'm okay with 125. <laughs> so am I. All right. So we're just shake gonna, on it. So we're gonna high five and kill Mike Rodriguez. All right. <laughs> you got another one. Uh, yeah. Josh Baker asks um, Hollywood reboots. What constitutes a need to reboot a movie? That's a good question. That's a great question. Um, I don't like to think that money should motivate, but I really hate saying this because George Lucas did such a shitty job of retooling Star Wars, but the lack of the technology of the time would probably do it for me. Um, because Aliens uh, has like a really bad scene in it, mm-hmm. uh, special effects wise, and I think if you were to... I don't know. Reboot is different, though. So I feel like a good idea with, you know, maybe not the budget that it needs. Like, I mean, this is something I've talked about, I guess, on the show before. Uh, like that movie Ghoulies, you know, people only remember the box art because there's a monster coming out of a toilet. Yeah. Like, if you actually watch that movie, it, there's some cool ideas there. But, you know, they made that movie for like 40 bucks and a ball of lint, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, taking just the core idea and maybe, you know tweaking the script a little bit, making it flow a little better and putting a little more money into it, you could have a really fun movie Yeah, that's like a little bit better. And I mean, whenever you look at like, you know, The Thing, you know, versus The Thing from Another World, I don't know if you've seen the original. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you know, just, it's a it's a good core idea, but maybe they just didn't have the execution or maybe you just have a different take on it that's really creative and really smart and, you know, justifies, you know, remaking the movie. And yeah, I say go for it. Um, It's, man, it is so interesting. Uh, Remember when they were casting for all these Batman movies mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Michael Keaton, yeah. Batman, all the way to present day Ben Affleck. Nobody's really been excited about any of the picks they've chosen for the person playing Batman. Yeah. Um, and that, while that's not exact, uh, sequels aren't exactly a reboot, but you could say that <clears throat> Christian Bale's Batman mm. is a reboot of, um, I don't know, uh, George Clooney's Batman, you know, or something like that. I don't know. How do you... I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessarily a reboot, per se. I can't really... No, it is, because it's a completely different reality. Wait, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm um, sorry. Unless Christian Bale fought Mr. Freeze and were <laughs> trying to pull that off. Uh, I can't really think of a successful reboot. Well, the thing. Yeah. I mean... But that's not that's not my time. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of something more modern. Well, um, the the first like Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot is actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I mean, that's that's kind of a that's a sacred cow for me. Yeah. And you know, I think I think they did a pretty good job with the first one for mm-hmm. sure. Halloween. The the thing about that is like I actually like what he did that was original. Like the 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 new stuff that Rob Zombie added to the movie, I, I liked it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was you know 
Okay, so we found a couple horror genre examples of where reboots are fun. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I think a a good idea, well executed. You know, it's got to be quality, quality yeah. above everything else. Um, Bobby Stevenson White asks, "What's your biggest pet peeve?" Mm. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> what? Where? Where can we go with this? I don't know. I mean, I, f- I feel like I've kind of mellowed with age on a lot of stuff that used to bother me. Yeah. Mostly, uh, my own shortcomings piss me off rather than yeah people stepping on my toes over a certain thing you mm-hmm. know i'm pretty flexible with people i would i would like to think yeah and uh i don't really have the pet peeves that i i mean showing up on time yeah. is a big one for me and That's i've never huge. really you know i've always seen it as a sign of disrespect mm-hmm. uh that my time's not valuable. Right. And that's pretty much stuck with me. I would, I would, I would stick with that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I, I think, you know, just showing up whenever you say you're going to. That's big, you know. Um, she also asks, what is something you do that others generally find annoying? I don't know, Brennan. Maybe you should ask the, answer this question. Something that you do that I find annoying? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes whenever... I think sometimes you don't always fully... Uh, Express your emotions clearly. Like, whenever you get mad, like, you'll smile. <laughs> oh, yeah. But and I'm, But I'm a psycho. So yeah, I, I mean, really... like, like, you can't really tell, like, you know, if, uh, like, you're just kind of annoyed and you think it's kind of funny, or if you're, like, legit mad. Mm. Yeah, that's one thing. So, your turn. <laughs> you know, it's weird that you say that, because you always think that I'm out to get you sometimes. Not always, but sometimes you think that I'm making fun of you when I'm not... <laughs> And I'm like, Brennan cannot be this sensitive. Well, I'm, I, honestly, I, I kind of am. You know, I, I, I'm, I've I'm in, gathered I'm, that. I'm like incredibly <laughs> self-conscious. I'm an incredibly self-conscious person. I'm like, man, I'm not out to get you. I'm just, you know, yeah, just trying to be funny. Well, I mean, that that's I'm trying to make your life better <laughs> by making you laugh at yourself. I don't know. Yeah, I I can take myself too seriously, and definitely, you know. If, if I feel even the slightest bit judged, I'm immediately going defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm conscious of it, but <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Um, let's see. You got this one? Let's Last see. one. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we got CJ Minard. Yeah, CJ Minard. <laughs> Me, Minard. Yeah. Let's see, as of this recording, how many Pokemon have you caught? And don't even act like none of you are playing. <laughs> Um, I'm actually not, yeah. I'm not much of a game player, but I'm playing, pretty. I've only caught seven so far. Whoa. Um, yeah, I think I only have one duplicate. It's a, a Rattata because those things are freaking everywhere. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really caught anything all that great yet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm slowly leveling. I think I'm like level three right now. I, mean, I can't even go to the gyms and fight yet, but I'm getting there. I've been busy. It's been a busy weekend, so. Sounds yeah. like fun. It actually is. It is fun. It's just the only, the thing that I'm, the hurdle that I'm kind of having right now is like, uh, I don't really have anybody out here to play with me. Mm-hmm. So like, it would just be me like walking around people's neighborhoods, like staring at my phone and maybe like wandering into their yard and stuff. <laughs> so like what I'm trying to do is get my two nephews in on it because they're, oh, okay. they're like 10 and eight and they yeah. both, they're both into gaming. And so I'm like, like earlier I saw them and I was like, so you guys playing Pokemon go yet? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like they're like what's that and i'm like oh let me tell you and then i told them and i don't know i'm, I'm hoping maybe they'll download it this afternoon and- uncle brennan what's Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> it's poking <laughs> um yeah so i guess that's, that's all we got huh uh let's do a tenfold tirade all right UFOs. 
the unexplained shit. Okay, Brennan, we're going to do a dissection of this story that was just posted. Um, as many of you know, uh, we've been bringing up propaganda lately on the show and uh, how news stories aren't reporting to you anymore. Not at all. They are telling you what to think. Mm-hmm. And it all started with Fox News in our modern news culture, at least. Right. Uh, because before that, the internet didn't really exist all that much. Um, propaganda's always been around, but usually it's promoting a positive uh, or patriotic uh, way of thinking, you know? But, um, actually, that's not true, because World War One was a, a propaganda thing, and, and so were, you know, false flags that started the Vietnam War. Anyway... <laughs> Getting bogged down in myself. Uh, let's just dissect this post that uh, Steve Wigington shared. And uh, the headline is, and this is from in endingthefed.com, which, you know, that's... Red flag, number red one. Red flag, number one. <laughs> um, the headline reads, Chick-fil-A just dropped a, and in all caps, a bomb, not a robotic bomb, just a bomb, <laughs> on Black Lives Matter dot 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 police officers are pumped so this article goes into what do you what do you think brennan i mean okay well the actual thing like if you cut away they're taking okay go ahead go ahead i'll let you go basically okay chick-fil-a is now i guess like for their like their employees they have t-shirts that say backing the blue yes that's the actual story. That's 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 what happened. Is that, it backing the blue or back the or blue? back the blue? Back you know, the blue. it's just a it's a pro police message. Yes, which I mean that's fine. No, nobody here is saying you know it's not telling you to take a side. It's right. saying you it's know, just saying we are thankful for our law enforcement basically. And I don't know. It just somehow the article is spun as this being a direct attack on Black Lives Matter. Right. Which you know is really off base i think no you gotta be a twisted fuck to use this as you know chick-fil-a taking a stand against blm no black lives matter i mean yeah chick-fil-a taking a stand against black lives matter would be them like donating money to an organization that like would i don't know be working directly against black lives matter you know you know like they did to the gay people (laughs) right yeah you know but this is just this is marketing that's all it is because they know that their audience the people that go to eat at chick-fil-a are typically conservative christian people that want to support a conservative christian business and putting back the blue on a t-shirt makes you feel better about whatever it is that you think and they visit endingthefed.com yeah while they're at (laughs) chick-fil-a on their wi-fi uh while their kids play in the ball pit you know a year ago i would have been confused as fuck by this story and i would I would just think to myself, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. But, you know, now that I've been exposed to this kind of thing, uh, it's pretty insidious. It's it's harmful to twist these kind of stories yeah. and, and use people's emotions in a... Uh, I mean, some people are in a state of panic yeah. over what's happened over this, you know, three or four days. But there is just a section of the internet that only exists to market bullshit to dum-dums for clicks for ad revenue that's all this is yes uh i'm kind of sick of that yeah i'm really sick of that people shouldn't be making a living on 
fucking with reality. But I mean, this is this is the weekly world news. This, this is, is the Inquirer. This is the Globe. This is reality TV. Exactly. It's all bullshit. And it has almost no basis in reality. No, and, and people are buying into it, and they think that they're right. That's the right way to think yeah. about things. And what's even more important is I think a lot of people are just reading the headline. They're not even reading the article. They just see, they see you know, the headline that Chick-fil-A is sticking it to Black Lives Matter, and they form an opinion based on that. Right. You know? It's fucked up, man. There, there's a lot of that. Just do your research. Do your research, please. If there's anything that you gained from, like, listening to this show at all, it's... Just please do your research. We don't fact check here, no. but we're asking that you do. <laughs> well, for yourself, you know, I mean, we, we, I mean, I like to think that, you know, I mean, I, I, I try to read as much as possible. Like, you know what? Like, I, I can't help, but sometimes I fall for shit with, for click, clickbait. Oh yeah. Just on the premise of being curious, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, now that I'm quote woke up, <laughs> uh, I do, I do click on things just to see what they're thinking and where they're going to take right. this thing. So this morning I saw an image of um, this, I want to say legit Neanderthal. Mm -hmm. Like he had no neck. His head was attached to his giant shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean like he was a bodybuilder. I mean, he was a proto-human. <laughs> like uh, a little, little pile of man. Yeah. Very, very solid. Um, he looked like, like a chicken McNugget. He looked like Swamp Thing made out of flesh. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I click on the the headline was uh, 75 pictures they didn't want you to see or something like that. Right. Or there were 75 historic pictures they didn't want you to see or something like that. Mm. So I start clicking through and they were pretty interesting uh, historical pictures that, that just had some crazy shit that happened right throughout history like a, a 5000 pound manta ray that they caught yeah that was being held up by a crane and mm. a man standing next to it that you know it dwarfed yeah uh interesting lee harvey um, oswald shaking hands with another guy with a rifle uh fucking jfk <laughs> you know hugging marilyn monroe in a window uh <laughs> it's just you know shit that i've seen before yeah and some of it was obviously fake but um what if it was something terrible like uh you know body parts strewn across a coffee shop or um dead babies or something like that you know yeah um that headline could have been used to fuck with people mm -hmm. just as much as give them clickbait to which was you know um just innocuous benign, benign yeah you know uh i don't know where i was going with that thought but it's it's fucking scary it's scary that People, I think at a certain age, too, they're susceptible to mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they don't know that it's clickbait. They don't know that it's it's uh, yeah. twisting reality. You know, they just buy into it. Yeah. Like some of the stuff that your parents share on Facebook. Right. Yeah. Like pyramid schemes. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I think it's a conspiracy because it's more than one person conspiring to make you think a certain way. So thanks for coming, Brennan. Thanks for being on episode 75. 75. Um, we actually did episode 76 earlier, and I'm going to post that right after this one, so stay tuned for that. Um, Brennan, you want to put our social media out there? Yeah, let's see. Uh, we are at Revenge of the World on Instagram. Uh, we are at ROTW Podcast on Twitter. We got a Facebook page, and yeah, just go like all that stuff. And Go to, actually, uh, revengeoftheworld.com. I posted a 
donate page at the top and uh you can go there and help us out if you feel like it if you enjoy the show um i'm not begging but if you send us some cash we'll send you something at christmas time you won't be disappointed Brendan, you got anything else you want to uh promote white crypt no i want to go home and go to sleep really <laughs> you've been up late or what uh, oh i mean i got home late last night i woke up at 6 30 this morning i'm just jesus uh, i'm just running to the ground man i'm beat <laughs> okay well <laughs> i don't want to promote anything <laughs> that's the end of the show then um thanks to uh greg knack for filling in for gorag and uh gorag hopefully will be back by episode 77 um gently go fuck yourself what happened to gorag it's on vacation oh yeah yep swinging through the uh fuck i don't know the jungles of hell <laughs> green hell <laughs>